1: We are back in the murky, gloomy stuff, right? Hey, fortunately, looks like largely today, maybe a little bit Friday, but it, it could be okay. Should be okay for baseball tomorrow.
2: Feels a little soupy in here right now.
1: Just a little bit. Was that because Bucky and
2: Aaron were in here? Is that why? I don't know. It just feels just a little, you know, soupy.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Welcome to the soupy Tuesday morning here on Light the Tower. On the Horn 1049-1019 AM twelve sixty. We're live local and digital on the Horn App and in Hornfm.com. My name is Craig Waite, glad to have you with us. That other voice, of course, that my co-host who got his pipes warmed up when he was on with B and E just a little while ago. He's the pride of Northwest Williamson County and a proud graduate of Florence High School. You know him best for his outstanding work at Horns twenty four seven, Jeff Howe. Yeah, you popped in here to pop on with those guys. Yep,
2: talking about the Caden Shedrick official visit. Uh, we'll talk about that more throughout the show. By the way, I had to, I don't know why I brain farted, but i had to look it up real quick. Caden Shedrick, two seasons of eligibility left. I get so confused yeah. with guys who redshirted and then they've got the COVID year and right. everything else. But, yes, two seasons left. Got to do that
1: math. I've seen some rosters, in fact, this applied to Baylor's baseball roster last weekend, where they have, like, you know, an asterisk, and then they like have that little, that little uh, double, that little T logo thing for a second, a second uh, notification, mm-hmm. and it was talking about, or it was denoting guys who had redshirted, guys who had a COVID year. You know, it, was, it was just making sure it was all spelled out really, really well for people so they, so they know that. Uh, the guy who only sounded like he had COVID yesterday is our producer, Cameron Parker. How are you feeling today, by the way?
3: A little bit better, um surprise, I didn't make it worse after filing my taxes yesterday and seeing how much I owed oh yeah,n't yeah, that lovely
1: oh, yeah, yeah. have that deal today is the deadline by the way, yeah, they you know pushed before since the fifteenth popped over the weekend, so you do have till midnight tonight to uh get it in um,
2: how'd the tax man treat you this year, Craig uh, not well you take a take a significant <coughs> bite out of your backside yeah yeah it was uh it was chewing on me i, I came i came real close to owing uncle sam money for the first time in a long time <laughs> but i think our i think our return was uh after the filing fee and everything for the yeah, service yeah, right. we used i think we i think we got back 46 dollars there you go so hey it ain't it ain't in the negatives. So lunch I'm on happy. you yeah do you know i started saying you know to I all that in
1: one place do you know what i would pay to have a forty six dollar <laughs> refund these days that uh oh, gosh uh and and then, of course, our deal was a little more complex Thank com- God for dependence, right, yeah, yeah well, I got one, <laughs> he left, and he's well i you know and and our deal was made a little more complicated this year because Lynn and I got married last summer, yeah, but because it happened beyond the halfway mark, it was easier and stuff with her self-employment and mine, and just do it separately this year, and then we'll kind of go in. Yeah. And,
2: See, the three of us, Cameron's got the easiest yeah. path here to yeah. to get to today. That's true. You just, just got to worry about one person. You're taking care of yourself.
3: But about, like, 10 different 1099s. That's sort true. Through. That's true. Well, that's true. That is, I asked I asked my oldest
1: son, who, you know, largely it, it mainly has – I think he has one 1099, but it's mainly just his W-2 – and I and and I sent the family text on everybody okay on your tag, everybody done and and uh, you know and all the ro- precincts reporting. Of course, the one up in college didn't make near enough to even remotely consider filing. You know, it was just a little bit of favor run here and there, and there was very little of that. Yeah. So uh, the oldest one was like. Oh yeah, I did that back in January. Got my refund and everything. I was like, shut up. <laughs> You're that? <laughs> but
2: well, is, is Andy like Ned Flanders, just sends that thing in on he January is, one, has it he ready is. to
1: go? That's his only trait like Ned Flanders, but it is that. He he
2: does have <laughs> Hey speaking of uh you know portal yeah. and COVID years and eligibility, how many years of eligibility did Jason Way have left? Is his eligibility clock almost expired? He
1: is uh he's rolling up on that COVID uh, eligibility year, there that, you go. that hardship that hardship athletic injury year. He's he's, uh, he's approaching Kevin Wattler and Justin McLemore. Uh, Jordan Shipley. Well, Bo Scaife. Uh, Bo Scaife. Uh, not quite DJ Petrinsky. <laughs> you realize that guy was in college for seven
2: years? A lot of people go to college for seven, seven years. Well, hey,
1: you're talking to somebody who was... Now, I took two semesters off at different times, but from the time I entered college to the time I l- walked the stage at North Texas, six and a half years.
2: I entered college in uh, August of 2002, and between time off and some, uh, we'll just call them less than ideal decisions I made along the way. There you uh, go. I was done in August of 2009.
1: We'll see. There you go. Now, yours was all
2: at one school. No, mine was spread out over oh, two. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. CTC. That's right. That's right. You did some CTC action. Mm-hmm. The Warriors I saw now.
2: Is that really? I, didn't, I don't they're, even think they had a mascot. On well, they,
1: you know, because it's Texas A&M Central Texas. You All have right. some Aggie uh, nope, uh, academic nope, they were blood were No, they yet. were not
2: tied to Texas A&M that's when right. I went there, sir. <laughs> nope. They were not part of the system? I have no, I have never been a part of the system yet. I have no associate's degree, nothing.
1: All right. Because they're there. now Texas A&M Central Texas. Yeah, you know, and it's right there. The campus right there off the parkway going to the airport. Mm-hmm. And it's warriors and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's right off of there. Uh, don't you, don't you, you try to
2: don't you put that don't you put that evil on me? Ricky right, Bobby.
1: No, just saying, I just knew that you you went there. So somebody talking about the long academic term. they said, yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah, yeah hey,
2: Shout out to Chris Farley. Stay yeah. hard.
1: Our man CB on the specs text line, which we always open to you, always make available to you at five one two three. 373776 good bad and different 5123373776 Bo Boskave was at Texas so long he and Jordan Shipley were teammates back in 04 they were
2: between both so Bo Scaife started in his freshman year was 99 got there the same years in the same yeah. recruiting class with one Rod Babers Chris Sims Corey Redding Derek Dockery mm-hmm. uh Jordan Shipley's last year was 2009 so there's a there's a really good swath of Texas players that you can tie to either Boskave or Jordan Shipley and play 6 degrees of separation
1: yeah that's some good stuff. Yeah. That's almost as good as, like, we would talk about that that whole thing about when I was telling that story about the 10th president of the United States, John Tyler,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, for whom the city in East Texas was named from 1841, 1845, when he took office after William Henry Harrison died in office 30 of days afterwards for pneumonia. Uh, yeah. Uh, he still has a living grandson. A living grandson. Was that one, of the,
2: was that. That one of the first inconceivables we did?
1: Yeah. I think so. I'm back. Uh, that one in the Civil War Widow.
2: That yes, that one too. The,
1: the Civil War Widow, and I think she recently passed or grand granddaughter of the Civil War. John, whatever I'm was.
2: guessing John Tyler found whatever the natural herb preceding. Yeah, it was actually a Civil War was. Widow.
1: Now that I remember, it was an actual Civil War Widow. Because she got, she was very, very young, like in the thirties.
2: When you start doing the math, you yeah. know it's, uh, eh, it gets a little unsavory.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, uh, so so there it is. So anyway, I hope things are hope things are well for everybody. No matter your uh, your taxed, your taxing, uh, um, your route is. So I hope it I hope it works out. Somebody's
2: talked to text jacked up on this text
1: yeah yeah there's there's some stuff going on there so uh so (laughs) breaking news jeff howe fighting aggies graduate might have to rethink his pay
2: needs to be lower pay rates nope (laughs) nope it was not affiliated with a&m when i was
1: not he was not a graduate he just went to a branch campus of a&m that's
2: all and it was central texas college it was not even the a&m uh I, I think my last semester there they had taken over because there was a tarleton somebody's got a tar- i don't know the lineage tarleton so, is part of the so it system was, it was a tar it was just the tarleton building and then i think like a year after is when they did the name change and it became texas because i started seeing all this stuff texas a&m central texas i'm like the a&m build a campus like no they took over the tarleton building i'm like oh okay well, there you go Good to know i guess
1: yeah so there you go uh uh, somebody said, any update on the quarterback camp at Westlake on Sunday? I will confess to you that I did not realize no there was idea, a quarterback, quarterback camp, camp at Westlake on yeah. Sunday. But glad, glad you let us know. We'll,
2: we'll endeavor to find out some stuff about that. I said, was that was maybe the, was the Elite? Was you talking about this Sunday or last Sunday? Because was the Austin, there was an Austin Elite Eleven regional? Was that I don't know if that was at Westlake. It might or have
1: not been a, this past Sunday. Yeah, I was. Could I be, was a little
2: preoccupied with spring game and mm-hmm. other things.
1: Um okay Should, do you want to the uh do you want to recycle what you were talking to Bucky and Aaron about in our notebook because it clearly pertains to the Longhorn basketball or you want to do that or you wanted to jump into it now I didn't know uh where how yeah, you, you know wanted what? to position Yeah you know what
2: let's uh, let's just save it for the notebook okay
1: yeah. all right all right we can talk
2: a little hoops in the notebook
1: okay all right uh we'll definitely do that hey it's a pretty big baseball game for your alma mater tonight yeah Texas State is it, you say, oh come on it's the Orange Road Cone Series they're playing UTSA. I liked it when they did that when they called it that the the Orange Road Cone yeah. Series they had that they played for that Road Cone Trophy mm-hmm. when they used to play UTSa uh, and they and uh, and UTSa won the earlier meeting. Uh, in San Marcos, but now they're playing down in San Antonio uh, tonight around on the UTSA campus over there on the northwest side. And so they're playing them uh, tonight, and you say, well, what's the big whoop? Well, UTSA is now a ranked program, (laughs) ranked number 25. So uh, it's – and my point is this, that helps – this is something Ty Harrington said when he was on when we were doing the game between Texas and Texas State uh, last Tuesday when he said in, in talking with Stephen Trout, the head coach, that even though at the time, going into that Monday-Tuesday with the Longhorns, and even after after the Monday night loss to Texas in San Marcos, one week ago today, uh, Texas State was 92nd in the RPI. This morning, they're 68.
2: Yeah, by the way, UTSA, 29 in the RPI.
1: Yeah. So what, what Ty said was... Is that uh, Stephen Trout told them we've got we've got time we have some time to with some RPI building games they still have to go to Fort Worth mm-hmm. and play TCU uh, they of course they got a big one that night by beating Texas uh, on the road and that took them I think to seventy nine it took them from ninety two to seventy nine and sounds right and uh, and they still have some crucial road. Conference the the here they go to Troy this weekend. Uh, they still have to go to
2: Louisiana. A sweeping Marshall over the weekend helped.
1: It helped absolutely. It helped. But this and and I would not have pegged this game as being like even as recent as a week ago. That would have been a good RPI boost, but it will be big final. Like you said, here's UTSA 29 in the RPI, and they're going uh, they're going down there. So if they were able to get a road RPI win down there. Big boots. They playing that at UTSA. Or are they playing yes. that at Wolf. Okay, yeah, it's at UTSA.
2: Um, somebody on the text, I mentioned Trill Carter, the Texas yes. defensive line commit. We'll, we'll. I was going to talk Trill Carter in the Notebook. So, we okay. tight. We'll get that at the bottom. Th- of the in hour.
1: other words, what we're gearing up for, folks, is a slam bang <laughs> edition of the Notebook. It's coming up here at the bottom of the hour. It's a slam bang edition of the Notebook. So we'll, we'll, we'll have that coming up. But um, okay. Show of hands, any of you guys? Cam, any of you guys stay up all into the second overtime to watch the stars last night fall to the Minnesota Wild NHL
3: playoffs? Right not it, no blank stares. I, wait, ch- wait, I wait, checked no, out man. at second overtime.
2: I'm expecting that text from Tom McKay to come in at any minute now. Chastising, chastising for you not, for not, doing not seeing it? it
1: through, for not for not uh, watching. My it bad, all.
2: Tom. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that I could have watched it on that seventy-five inch LG TV I've got from uh, AV Consultations. But, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I conked out. About, it probably at eleven thirty last night. I was,
1: I was uh, jumping back and forth from that to the Dodgers Mets game last night, watching. Hey, let's do it right now. Give me the, uh, give me the Flex Thirty update. Right, we're going to do this Flex 30. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage.
0: Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement.
2: Greg, you all right over there?
1: Uh, I got a stuck keyboard over
0: here. Okay, so, yeah, sir, I heard
2: something slam on the table. Is making sure you're all right.
1: Yeah, have stuck keyboard over here.
2: Uh don't need you trying to like call a baseball game with a cast on your hand because you're punching inanimate objects.
1: No, 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 not punching it. I was just popping yeah, that thing down on the, the desk. Push. You know. I was kind of like slamming it down, kind of like, you know, if you remember the coverage when President Reagan was shot in 1981.
2: I wasn't born yet, so I uh, don't all right. remember.
1: All right. So <laughs> that day that that happened, they're going to live news coverage all around, and Frank Reynolds was the anchor at the desk for ABC, and somebody had reported something to him, and he went with it on the air, and then it turned out to be erroneous, and they they said no, and, and he has it, you know, in his IFB in the earpiece, and they said uh, hearing now that it's that's not the case. The president is not in critical conditions. Isn't it? And he goes, and then he just turns and says it almost through gritted teeth. Let's get it nailed down. You know, he just kind of says that. And he was he was not happy at all about that. Um, so, uh, and it turned out, of course, you know that was the day, the NCAA basketball national championship game that night. Indiana, with Isaiah Thomas, was going to be North Carolina that night in the national championship mm-hmm. game. And, and they were still playing the third-place game back then. And it was going to be LSU um, against Virginia with Ralph Sampson. Uh, his final game as a collegiate. And uh, they someone interviewed Rudy Macklin of LSU. Do you think you should be playing a game, you know, especially a third-place game with the president of the United States in the hospital after being shot? Rudy Macklin's response was to say, why not? He ain't no kin of mine. <laughs> that was the last year of the third-place game. Yeah. They didn't bring the third-place game back yeah, after no. that, you know. But anyway, um, no, I had a stuck keyboard there, so I was Good. doing all right. that. No, uh, I was going to ask, uh, uh, first of all, you know, Cameron Parker had had uh, baseball, high school baseball broadcasting duties that, in fact, elicited uh, bleeding a nosebleed from him, a... Um, a uh, Prolific nose bleed during all. Of it. You're not. First of all, you're not bleeding anymore for the nose, right?
3: Uh it's a little iffy. Oh we're, really? We're on, we're on some antibiotics, so we'll, we'll okay. see. We'll do see. Do you have tonight. a game to call tonight? Yes, sir. Round Rock Cedar Ridge. So there you go. So
2: you do the penny bit, Cam. Try that. Tried that yet?
1: If you bleed during the game, we need to see pictures. Penny okay. on the
2: forehead. Yeah.
1: If you if you bleed, you need to post. Okay.
2: Just saying. I got a penny in my. Car okay. cam if you want one on the way out. Do you have to like
3: tape it to my my forehead? I think it's how, how does it, it there. stick? Okay, stick it like there. lick it right there, just, there and yeah, just put, put, it, put it, it right on
2: the nostril. Like it's just supposed to constrict the blood vessels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So
3: there you go.
1: Right. Uh, but the other reason I want—I knew you had a game call. I wanted to get to that. But the other reason I wanted to say this, and this rolls it all the way back, is I tell people quite often. I go around the garage to get to the barn. Sometimes I was watching Dodgers Mets last night. None other than Brett Beatty. Yeah, just got called up. Called up yesterday and delivers an RBI single in the game. Makes a great play over at third. Mets beat the Dodgers. So it's good to see the former Lake Travis Cavalier called right up and contributing right away.
2: So, Longhorn signee at one point in time.
1: Absolutely. So good to see Brett Beatty uh, playing at the bigs and doing so well for the New York Mets.
2: By the way, if you're at uh, your your uh, local big box store and they sell sports cards there, Brett Beatty, his rookie card is in 2023 Top Series 1. So, Is it? I want to grab you one, yeah. We'll see. There you go.
3: And also, Craig, um, this relates to Flex that does kind of Texas football. Baylor and former Cedar Ridge um, receiver Jalen Ellis is in the transfer portal. Okay.
1: Hey, there's an update on it there. So there it is, a broad scope with your Flex 30 update this morning. Specs text line, hey, somebody asked yesterday, asked you if you tried Afrin. Somebody else said, use Afrin. Okay. Uh, uh, an Afrin-soaked cotton ball, if you start bleeding, uh, that needs to stop. Somebody else says, keep the Afrin with you. So there you go.
2: It's
3: like nose spray, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: You want to give him the PSA again, Craig, On no, on nasal spray?
1: Yeah, just... You know, try not to overuse it, you know, because
3: then you get really attached to it, and then you want to keep using
1: it, and then, then it is less effective for you. See,
3: my my doc told me yesterday to stay away from <laughs> nasal sprays for the rest of the week.
2: Craig's saying nasal spray is like the, the gateway drug, I guess. I don't know. It could be. I, I'm just saying.
1: You know, <laughs> just, just keep that. Uh, the question was, yeah, it was the Elite 11 regional camp. Okay. Uh, like, I, I,
2: it's been kind of out of sight, out of mind because, uh, you know, Texas already has their quarterback situation wrapped up for twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, but I, I'll go. I'll go check it out. I, you know, I I know we had some area quarterbacks in there, but I'll I'll have to go look at the results.
1: Somebody the specs text line said CTC is a two year college. UCT hyphen A and M is a four year college. Yeah, if you went on if you went on A and M, it would it would be that.
2: I didn't 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 do that though. So
1: yes, doesn't apply. It was just Central Texas College before. They were known as there Texas. Was, A&M there was Central
2: no Texas A and M involvement that I'm aware of while I was enrolled there. So we well,
1: might have to do the, the do the historical check on see what, cool. what years
2: were you there? What was my last semester there? That would have been oh five in spring of two thousand six. I think I took a couple classes. Okay, I, and I'd really have to go look at my transcript yeah. to be able to tell see you what for it said sure. there.
1: Okay, yeah. did you get an associate's degree there? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Um, somebody said, hey, I started at UT in 79, flunked out twice, got my degree as a working adult from Texas State at the age of 52 in 2012. Well, there you go. Walked on a Thursday. My son walked the next day with his degree in music education. Eat them up, cats. Well uh, done. That's,
2: that's good. That's good stuff right
1: there. Well done. Uh, somebody wanting to know, Cam, is uh, Sakura pitching tonight? believe
3: so, yes, at Round Rock High School. Okay. Seven, 7 o'clock first pitch. Okay. Check it out.
1: Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, So there you go. Um, uh, (laughs) Friend Tom, Willie Wolfett, said, I was a Mets season ticket holder in the early 90s. They stunk then and uh, talking about the the Mets' number one prospect, Brett Beatty. So good that he's up with the big club. All right. Uh, When we come back, uh, we will uh, bring you this swole, um, you know, longhorn notebook that Jeff has. Been a while since you used the term swollen, Yeah, yeah
2: uh, that might be the first time I've ever heard you use it on the air. So, props to you, sir.
1: Uh, well, it, uh, if you had swole on your bingo card, there
2: you go. Well, uh, yeah, Trill Carter transfer transfer it's, it's Portal Palooza, if you will. How about Hoops that? and football like on the other that. side. Can we do T-shirts that say Portal Palooza? I don't know whether the Lollapalooza people get pissed because yeah. trademark infringement. Yeah, There's lots of
1: palooza right. out there going on. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Uh, we'll continue to take your checks on the Specs Text line 337-3776. Got a lot to get to today here on Light the Tower on the Horn. 104.9. 101.9. AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower. This is Life the Tower on the Horn as we rock with you here on a uh, Tuesday morning. Soupy, murky, gloomy Tuesday morning. Hopefully some of that will burn off. Looks like it will be okay for the Longhorn baseball game tomorrow night at home against Abilene Christian University. Or, as my oldest son Andy, a proud graduate of Angelo State, who is the arch rival of Abilene Christian, they're eighty miles apart, Abilene and San Angelo, and when they were arch rivals both in the Lone Star Conference, he said they used to call Abilene Christian almost Christian University. That was ah. that was their term for that was almost hey, Christian.
2: Real University. quick before we move on, has Michael Jackson been officially canceled by society, or are we still uh, no? We I mean, still... you, you
1: hear him a lot on on okay. radio.
2: He uh, hadn't been canceled. That whole Netflix documentary didn't. It didn't. Didn't stick a fork in his legacy. I
1: don't think so. Right. I don't think that there was a Broadway show uh, called uh, MJ that that uh, I was with the Longhorn basketball team a year and a half ago. That uh, the team went to that thing. It, it, it did get shut down uh, because the Cavs got COVID uh, for it, for for several months before it reopened. All right,
2: I just didn't. I just didn't know if Michael Jackson was on the canceled list or not.
1: Uh, no, I have not seen But by the way, uh, we have a Broadway uh, musical note coming up in Inconceivable. Okay. So we, we do have, in, we have a wide range of things with uh, Inconceivable. Uh, all right. Uh, and, and real quick, yes. again,
2: another music tidbit before we get to the notebook. I'm not yeah. delaying the notebook. This just popped in my head.
1: Because people are getting antsy now because <laughs> you're delaying the notebook.
2: Um, here. just sit tight. I'm, we'll get to it. Okay. I want to credit Rod Babers with something that I realized recently. When yeah. we did the music survey yeah. – uh, artists you hate rods was r kelly he's like the music doesn't sound the same like you don't hear it the same right since we've you know i'm not gonna go into it throw r kelly into the google machine kids you yeah, don't know what he did you'll you know. see yeah everything yeah. um i'll agree with rod because an r kelly song came up i was just random it, i had the you know the uh apple music on shuffle and an r kelly song came up and you started listening to it and you're like, yeah that really knowing what we know now it does not only does it not sound the same, but it's actually pretty disgusting. So I've I've kind of I think I've had I think I've had to shelve R. Kelly's music personally. Just uh, put it over here to the side and just don't just don't go down that road anymore. Um I've kind
1: of I, I wouldn't say I've gone completely that way when a Michael Jackson song comes on, but I do process it differently mm-hmm. than I used to uh when I would hear uh, one of his tunes yeah I, I,
3: I do it it strikes me differently it's the same thing with to. kanye west i think for for my generation okay okay there you go Or was there another, but one? like like michael jackson he's probably one of the the best at what he does or what he did yeah. musically that but
2: is, it's so it's so brilliant you can still appreciate it to some extent but it just doesn't uh just doesn't completely the same yeah
1: yeah um Somebody uh, pointed out that Cirque du Soleil has an MJ One show in Vegas. Yeah, that's true. I, di- I haven't seen that. I saw the the, the Beatles Love show with the Cirque du Soleil thing in Vegas, which was really good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, somebody said, "What about the Dave Chappelle version of R. Kelly?" I haven't seen that. <laughs> <I> haven't seen <laughs> seen that. great
3: stuff. <laughs> uh, I seen that's, that. Uh...
2: <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't know how you would react to that one, Craig. Okay, but if you get a ch- if you get a chance, you should. You should watch it. Thank uh, you for that on the text line.
1: Yeah, CB also said the guy who directed Training Day is making a Michael Jackson biopic. Is that
2: Antoine Fuqua?
1: Yeah, he's making that. Uh, so uh, had Bevo Lance Jason wanting to know their uh, Jeff Petter question did Rod talk you into listening and appreciating the band. You two? No,
2: you two still sucks. <laughs> Overrated. Yeah. All right, now, now now we can get to the notebook. You ready? Let's yeah, go to let's
1: the do. notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. With a veritable cornucopia of things, right?
2: Yeah, let's start with football. Uh, Trill Carter commits to Texas yesterday. Minnesota transfer. He's got two seasons of eligibility left. I like taking multi-year guys in the portal. This is huge for a couple of reasons. One, the kind of player you're getting. Honorable mention, all Big Ten last season for Minnesota. Uh, started all 13 games for them. Pretty productive player for PJ Fleck. He's going to be an interior guy, six two, three hundred. I went and looked at his snap counts uh, at Pro Football Focus. He had the eighth most snaps last season of any interior defensive lineman in the Big Ten. So a guy that's durable, you know, a guy that's going to be down to down you can count on. Uh, most of his snaps were on the interior, either lined up in the A gap or B gap. So again, he's going to provide probably I would guess at that, that nose position with you know Tavondre Sweat. Vernon Broughton, and he'll he'll be in that mix behind those guys. This is key because when you look at that defensive tackle depth chart, Craig, which I know you got a good look at it on Saturday. Did you print one out by the way? Did you laminate your spring game depth chart?
1: Uh, we had charts. Okay. I did. I, I, I ended up because the information uh, that I was given got to us. A little bit, and I was up in Waco, and oh yeah, you, okay. and, and so That's by right. the time we got, I had it had, had full charts, deep, not but you know what charts. You, no, we did them, we did them off laptops. Okay, cool. We did off laptops, so it it worked the same. There it's just know. I like having the the expanded size of the usual charts. We didn't have that, but I did have full, nice. uh, full uh, two deep uh, broadcast charts. Yes. So if
2: you look at the defensive tackle depth chart, you'll notice with Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Vernon Brodn. All of those guys are draft eligible after this season, mm-hmm. so it 's possible you could lose all four of your defensive tackles. What Trill Carter can do at the very least he can give you a buffer to where you don 't need to go into the portal next year and get a one year guy you 've already got a guy on campus that 's had a full season in your system and will have gone through it all the next year, and not just in your system learning learning the ins and outs he 's have gone through your winter conditioning program he 'll have gone through your summer conditioning program twice. And it provides a little bit of a buffer maybe before you're ready. You know, if like if one of those guys, like if it's Aaron Bryant or, or Zach Swanson or just one of those younger defensive tackles, Sadir Mitchell, who I thought flashed in the spring game quite a bit, more than I was expecting him to. And it's not just because you notice him because of his size. It's actually because he was, had some pretty productive snaps. But If those guys aren't ready for primetime reps, Trill Carter at least will give you now an experienced veteran body still. You're guaranteed to have at least one in front of those guys if he sticks around. And I don't think all four of those guys will leave. The only one who for sure is gone after this year is Tavondre Sweat because he doesn't have any eligibility left. So I, I like the move because you're getting a productive player and you're getting a guy that, again, can give you a veteran presence. If you have a mass exodus of bodies, Still give you a young presence to to be there with the younger guys. So I, I mean I'm not expecting Texas to to do a ton in the portal as much. like we've seen Sark the last two years. You know, they've been pretty aggressive in the spring edition of the portal. You know, a couple of years ago uh, they were adding guys late. You know, Keelan Robinson was a late add. I believe Ben Davis was a late add. Ovia Gofu was a mid year guy. So was uh, uh, Rashawn Thornton, but. You know, last year, Ajai Hall was a late edge. Jaleel Billingsley was a late edge. So we've seen them be aggressive with those kind of guys. I just don't, I think it's for a couple of reasons. One, they you're going to have to make some room. And, and there will be guys that enter the portal this week after their exit meetings with Sark. But unless something unexpected happens, Craig, they don't have a big, glaring need in the portal. The one position where you can say, I, I think there's two positions where you can look at them and say, okay, can you go get portal help here? I think one is edge. Just if the, yep. I think if the right guy pops up, just to, you know, too good to pass up. You, you got to go, got to go make a run at them. And the other one is tight end because I still think that's the especially because we didn't get to see Juan Davis in the spring game. What was Juan Davis? Was it a knee injury? I forget. I think it was a knee that kept. It him was. Out. It yeah. was. Thank you for that. Uh, but at any rate, you know, if something were to happen to J T. Sanders, and yes, that's me knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to J T. Sanders. I'm not saying the drop-off would make the tight end posi- position in your offense irrelevant, but it would definitely be forced to have a diminished role just because there's so many other better options on the offense. Like, at that point, you'd be like, okay, what's better to have on the field? Uh, who's better to have on the field? Gunner Helm or an extra running back or an extra wide receiver, depending on what personnel grouping you want to use. So uh, it could completely transform your offense. So I think if the right guy at tight end popped up, I could see them doing that. And then I think, you know, now you're at the point where, depending on what your numbers look like, now you can afford to take. Okay, maybe you know we we just want to shore up safety depth or inside linebacker depth or whatever. Offensive line I think is a place where you can always look to add quality bodies. So I said this before. I said this yesterday. The portal is more of a luxury now for Texas, at least in this cycle, than it is a necessity. Right. Which that's where you want to be when you're building your roster. So Trill Carter's I'm not I don't think he'll be the only portal edition, but don't think Texas is just gonna load up on guys in the portal uh it, before it closes. Or you know, you'll you'll get those guys after, but when the names stop cycling through uh it close the business on April thirtieth and that pool is there, I wouldn't expect Texas to just go crazy and just start offering a bunch of guys and trying to add a bunch of portal guys. Let's talk basketball. Okay. So we didn't hit this yesterday, but Jaden Nunn from VCU made his official visit to Texas over the weekend. I feel like it's Texas and Baylor. It's a battle between those two for him. Uh, I, you know, Texas did get on him a little bit late, but I think you, you know they realized when with the AJ Johnson situation unfolding the way it did, and then Arturo Morris going into the portal. I think at that point, you know, maybe the guard pool expanded for them a little bit. So Jaden Nunn was a guy that I heard that, that they liked. Once they realized they needed a guard, and started evaluating guys. Jaden Nunn was a the guy they really liked. Uh, Craig, I don't know how much VCU you watched this year. A little bit. I, yeah. I actually did end up watching a little mm-hmm. bit of VCU. I'm just a college basketball sicko at times like that, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends when there's mm-hmm. nothing else going on.
1: I did. I saw three or four of their games, in fact.
2: Might be the best on-ball defender left in the mm-hmm. portal. Six four, really athletic, averaged over nine points a game, stealing a half per game. Put his name into the Twitter machine. One of the first clips you'll see is him in the A-10 tournament semifinals. Driving down the lane, just putting some poor kid from St. Louis on a poster. Mm-hmm. So the athleticism is there. Uh, shot 40% from three. So you combine all this other stuff. The fact that he shot 40% from three is great. Uh, I heard the official visit went well. So Baylor and Texas are in a battle for Jaden Nunn right now. As far as who's on campus right now, Craig, we've been talking about Caden Shedrick since he entered the portal yeah. out of Virginia. Yeah, we certainly and, sure and he's him. been on the staff's radar since he entered the portal out of Virginia. Two years of eligibility left really athletic, versatile forward. We know Texas talks about playing positionless basketball. I think he would fit into that front court mix really well. He can play with Dylan DeSue. I mentioned this when I was on with Bucky and Aaron. I don't think RT gets enough credit for this. When they were without Timmy Allen for the Big 12 tournament, they were they played Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop together, mm-hmm. and, and it worked. It was an effective lineup for them. I, so so Dylan DeSue, if he comes back and you get Caden Shedrick, these guys can play together. And I think the style of the play that Texas employs compared to the style of play Virginia employs, where we know Tony Bennett, you want to slow it down, keep it low, it's defense. I don't think Caden Shedrick has really shown his full skill set, Texas is the kind of place that can allow him to really show the full skill set, and you can see a little bit more of the athleticism, a little bit more of the offensive game. You know he's going to provide you with rebounding and rim protection, but he's a guy that, and again, he's been a, a high priority for this staff ever since he went to the portal. He's on campus right now, so once the visit wraps up, we'll see how it goes, but you know, Missouri, Duke obviously is going to be a big player in this mm-hmm. recruitment, but Texas is taking their chances with Caden Shedrick. He's... I don't know if you want to rank transfer portal priorities, but if you did, he would be pretty high up there, if not at sure. the very top for the staff. Wow. So major visit going on right now in the 40 acres.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh we'll obviously follow that and see how that how that works. Um uh Longhorn baseball has that extra day when David Pierce was on with us yesterday and if you didn't hear the uh, conversation go to our podcast page. At HornFM.com, you can hear, ch- hear that conversation. He let us
2: know they did not stop at Bucky's and Temple on the bus ride back home. So
1: he also told us that the uh, the the what's the best way to describe this? The stinkiest trip, yeah, that they had uh, that he was ever a part of, where the team did not get a chance to uh, you know change uniform and then and, and change uh, shower and change, which they did Sunday in Waco, did that mm-hmm. and then and then bust home. Uh, but there, you know, sometimes you don't have that that uh, opportunity. Uh, some in some cases you don't have that luxury. Jim Schlossnagel, when he was, uh, when we were over there at the game at College Station when Texas won back in the end of March, it was down on the field. Uh, uh, David and I were talking with uh, with Schloss, and he was talking about they had just come back from Tennessee, and he goes, we could even use their use, uh, you couldn't even take showers because he said. He said it was two parts. One, because Thompson Bowling Arena, the basketball arena which is nearby, was being used for something else. So they couldn't use that. That was option one. Really, that's option one. Was option it
2: being one. used for the women's NCAA tournament? Because that was the same weekend, I think.
1: Uh, it was on beyond that now because they were on to the Sweet 16 week. Okay. That that week, I believe. Yeah, it was. That was the Sweet 16 weekend. Was it? Because okay. I came straight from back from Kansas City and then went okay. on yeah. from there. So... Um, so I don't know, what but there was yeah, work. there was something else going on. It might have been football related, but they didn't have access to it. And then
2: I'll get some monster truck rally.
1: <laughs> and then apparently, there are some showers available and some kind of adjunct thing, locker room thing at Lindsey Nelson Field at the ballpark there. But he said it was like a spigot in a public park, it and just he and he just kind of said, "Come on, fellas, we're heading, to, we're going home." And they all flew home on the, and they were all on a charter, but they flew straight back to Easterwood uh, Field there in College Station.
2: Now, Cameron, what was that bus ride you were telling us about? That's stinky. This is pretty bad. Summer race, was baseball, baseball. Like seventeen hours or something.
3: Yeah, from Boise, Idaho to Spearfish, South Dakota. So about I think it was about twelve twelve hours. Wow, just. All, all throughout the
1: night, yeah. I drove one of those uh, fifteen passenger vans with a group of like seven guys back in the concert vending days uh, from Las Vegas to Boise. That was fifteen hours, but <laughs> we were all clean. I mean, it was the next morning when we left that for concert, and I drove it all fifteen hours up there, uh, up there, dude. It was a long, long drive.
2: But so, Cam, was this during the summer? Oh yeah. All right, so it just smelled like sunscreen and a laundry hamper. We we bus. made
3: sure that we had Febreze, so we were we were in the back and just <laughs>
2: shh. Not, en- not enough. The in part- in The state of Idaho to fix that smell.
3: <laughs> no, we drove up the Febreze sales in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. So,
1: so David David Pierce was telling us yesterday the worst one of those types of uh, road trips they had was when he was at Houston as an assistant, and in two thousand one they're playing at East Carolina. Jeff has been over to Greenville North Carolina I so Who knows it's a couple hours I, I guess by bus because because you can drive it in like about hour, 90 minutes an hour and a half yeah. from like a, yeah. yeah so from, from Raleigh yes so cuz you flew in and out of RDU didn't you I sure did yeah. yeah and uh so by the time they bus back and then they flew back what did he say to Dallas and then the flight got canceled due to the weather so they they, they
2: missed their connecting flight yeah
1: because of weather, yeah, and then they wound up having to bus back down to Houston in an additional four hours. I got in about seven o'clock in the morning.
2: He said, "Well, yeah, it's like twenty-one hours yeah. or something." He said yeah. it was like the worst
1: one. <laughs> he said, "You notice I didn't hesitate when he asked me which one. He jumped right, right to that." Having said all that, he did tell us uh, that uh, probably you can expect the freshman Kobe Minchie to go tomorrow night for Texas when they play Abilene Christian at UfCU Udish Falk Field, and. Probably a good thing it was scheduled because there's a 70% chance of rain today. Today yeah, it looks like it's going
2: to be pretty nasty the rest of the day. Yeah, so.
1: tomorrow might be okay, though, uh, for that. In fact, it should be okay uh, for that. All right, so uh, there's your Longhorn Notebook. Um, somebody on the Specs text line asked me if I got stuck in any Georgetown uh, traffic from the Country Festival. I got stuck in traffic this morning coming out of that. It had nothing to do with the Country Festival. I was, you know, the great Don Miller, our traffic reporter, was telling us about it. Big old wreck down by uh, Wells Branch, and it backed. Think about this. Those of you who drive I-35, think about this. Wells Branch is right on the north Austin-slash-Pflugerville city line. Traffic was backed up all the way to 1431, which is just south of Georgetown, north of Round Rock. Yeah. I got off of it. I was like, I got to get off this. I know if I sit here, I'm going to sit here for an hour and a half. I'm not even going to make it the show. So I kind of wriggled my way out and went west out to Parmer and looped back down the bow pack. And it takes a while to do it, but at least you make it on time if you do it that way. Hey, can I, can, can I make a
2: Texas football note real quick before we hit the break? Yep. So I'm looking at it. I just saw it scroll across the bottom of the screen on the NFL Network. Daniel Jeremiah's latest mm-hmm. mock draft. Yep. He's got two two first round picks, the last two picks of the first round. Because remember, the Dolphins forfeit their first round pick, so there's only 31 this year. Right. Uh, The last two picks of the first round, he's got Felix Anaduke Azoma from K-State and Will McDonald from Iowa State. If you want to know about future NFL draft projections, let's go back and look at how Kelvin Banks did in both of those games
1: against mm-hmm.
2: like two pass rushers projected to go in the first round. Yeah. yeah, Don't plan on Kelvin Banks being here a fourth year, people.
1: <clears throat> he
2: played very well. Be three, And, and nine. in spite of that,
1: he was named the Big 12 Conference Defensive Player of the Year.
2: Over Jalen Ford.
1: Over Jalen Ford,
2: don't agree and with it. K was but. yep.
1: Uh, hey, somebody else pointed at boys' high school lacrosse. Drove my son and f- and fourteen minutes. I guess he meant guys back from the tournament in Dallas. The worst smelling thing I've ever smelled. The lacrosse bag with all the equipment in it is a truly horrendous thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought about that. The equipment. A staff infection on wheels. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, coming up, we'll, uh, we'll bring you Inconceivable, as if some of that wasn't already inconceivable enough as well. So we'll get to that coming up here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019 AM, 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at HornFM.com.
0: Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
2: Inconceivable. 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 Inconceivable.
0: You keep using the Horn. I don't think it means what
1: you think it means. It means variety today because we do have uh, quite a bit of variety on this with Inconceivable. And um, this was an item I was going to get to yesterday. Didn't have time. But uh, we'll bring it up today because we do mention in Inconceivable the the, uh, fast food updates. Uh, The other day I mentioned... And Cam got pretty fired up about this because, because Cam is a, um, a McDonald's customer like I am. And uh, I forgot, do you have the app? Do you do things on the app? No, or I do. Okay. App. Yeah. Uh, well,
3: I stay away from the fast food apps because I know how dangerous it could be. They can be. I, I can. do the Chick fil A one. That one I do use.
1: Okay. All right. Um,. And I mentioned that they're doing the test marketing thing for this new burger, Mm -hmm. and you got pretty fired up about it. Well, now they've mentioned that they're tweaking the way they make all their regular signature burgers in about a dozen large cities. They plan to roll out the changes worldwide. They say they're subtle changes, but it starts with new buns that McDonald's says are softer and pillowy uh, before they're toasted until they're golden. Pillowy. Pillowy. Uh And, for those of you who are fans of the the Big Mac, get ready. That proprietary special sauce that they first developed in 1968, it's been tweaked a couple times over the years, they're going to put more on it. So you're going to get more special sauce on your Big Mac. Uh, They're also going to add onions to the patties while they're on the grill. Um, The caramelized onions will have sweeter flavor. And um, they say they're also going to have perfectly melted cheese as well. So anyway, there's um, that, those are the, the plans that they're planning to roll out there. Just not a big McDonald's guy anyway, so it no. doesn't matter uh,
2: on that. Um, I only go there during McRib the season, pretty much. That's
1: right. Uh, I, I know you guys said you both didn't make it to the end of the night of the sports thing, so that would include the Warriors-Kings game?
3: Oh, I saw that.
1: Oh, you saw that?
2: No, I tapped it out. That? I tapped out right after halftime, I think. You somewhere.
1: and Draymond Green tapping out. <laughs> Draymond just tapped his foot, in fact. Ejected for stomping on uh, DeMontis Sabonis, or he just put his foot down on him firmly. Uh, fourth quarter of the game with the Kings one. By the way, this is people getting surprised to say, hey, this Kings team.
3: Light the beam, baby. Yeah, they're up
1: to zip on the Warriors. Now, it is going to San Francisco next for the next couple of ball games. But uh, Green appeared to uh, kind of step on Sabonis' chest. He was left writhing on the ground in a significant amount of discomforts after a lengthy review by the officials, during which time Sabonis spent the majority of it laying on the court receiving treatment. Um, then uh, Draymond Green was assessed. Uh, technical. Uh, well, first of all, Sabonis got a, a technical foul for holding his leg, and that's why he You know, stepped on him there afterwards. Green, given a flagrant two, immediate ejection, his comment afterwards, my leg got grabbed. Second time in two nights with the referee just watching. I got to land my foot somewhere, and I'm not the most flexible person, so it's not stretching that far. I can only step so far and pulling my leg away. So it is what it is. He, uh, (laughs) He was asked what the official said to him. He said, the referee, the explanation was I stomped too hard. Uh, so <laughs> he said. That he, <laughs> so that's what it was. I stalked too hard.
3: I'm pretty much over Draymond Green. He has a history of this. Remember, remember the 2015 yeah. Western Conference Finals when he kicked Stephen Adams in yeah. the uh, in the pearls. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think folks are, have, have noticed that I'm over Draymond. Um, while we're on the subject of sports, it's it's been readily acknowledged. That without question, the worst ballpark in all of major league. League. Thank you very much. Uh, And, you know, it is routinely, to borrow Keith Moreland's phrase, uh, more than a few thousand fans miss each game, you know. So, you know,
2: plenty of good seats available. Yeah,
1: yes. Keith would say, a few thousand are going to miss this one, you know, that kind of thing. Well, they're trying something, some reverse psychology, the fan group is with this. Jason Burke of Fan Nation noted that former season ticket holder Stu Clary has helped organize a reverse boycott at the Oakland, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. So, what will come to mind if you hear it's, it's, it's a reverse boycott?
2: That means you show up?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Here's what they got in mind. Uh, the boycott, you know, as we always say, people stay away. Right. You know, if you boycott a product, you don't use the product. If you boycott a team, you don't go to the ballgames. He wants to do a reverse boycott and call it the We Are Here reverse boycott. The idea is that the fans will pack the park and show they still wanted to support the team despite the poor attendance trends. Ever last, Major League Baseball, you know what their average attendance per game, average paid attendance
2: 1402
1: per paid per t- uh, attendance uh 9000
2: 9973
1: well done 9973 fans uh early on this year they're out distancing the pack although attendance is up at 12254 per game uh, they have picked June 13th. They said, we wanted to come up with a random weeknight game versus someone other than the Giants, Yankees, or Red Sox. In other words, a game that would pour, be poorly attended ordinarily, <laughs> said uh, Clay. He explained that Oakland supporters have grown tired of the team's ownership and the direction of the team, especially with the possibility that owner John Fisher will move them to Las Vegas if he gets his desired outcome. What's more, ticket prices have increased in recent seasons even as the team has struggled on the field. So, uh, they haven't made it past a division series since 06. And they're coming off 60 and 102 last year. Uh, they're 3 and 13 so far this year. So it's not looking good, but he wants to do an or- organize a reverse boycott, pack the park and say, "Look, there are people here who will show up." If you do something. So they're doing this against the Rays. Okay. um, On June 13th. I mean, I understand his direction on it.
2: Yeah, no, I I get it. It's just the name just makes it sound insanely idiotic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a uh, a, uh, Broadway uh, note for you. Phantom of the Opera.
2: You ever seen it? No, my brother actually and his wife just went to New York and saw it though.
1: Good for them because it's about to close. That's why they went. Yep, uh, it, longest running Broadway show ever in history, nearly fourteen thousand performances after thirty-five years. Past Fiddler on the Roof. You know all those. Uh, uh, Cam, you
2: ever you ever seen a Broadway show? I have not. On my bucket list, but you, I do you like have, these. You, oh yeah,
1: yeah, I, uh, four or five of them in fact, including the. the that MJ show, that was a Broadway show, uh, but but I've seen, yeah, I've, I saw a chorus line on Broadway. Yeah, I did see that. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's going to shut down, uh, so uh, get ready uh, for that. Um, uh, i got a drug update for you. Uh, uh, you know, every time we see uh, random drugs, you know, that are left somewhere or dropped out of an airplane, which led, of course, to the great story that is Cocaine Bear. Uh, maybe we'll have cocaine shark because cocaine, about two tons of it worth nearly $440 million was found floating in the sea in near Italy, off the Italian, near Sicily to be exact, uh, more than two tons. Look at that. It looks like a bunch of, uh, looks like a bunch of floats out there, out there. Yeah. So, uh, so they recovered that. And then um, got one other story for you, which I know you will you will appreciate. Um, there's a new world distance record for a paper airplane. Uh, okay, how far know, are we talking? Um, the world's record for the farthest flight by a paper airplane has been broken by three aerospace engineers who work for Boeing. That they created this paper airplane. Flew 289 feet 9 inches, which is pretty much the length of a football field. Yeah. About that. Uh, beat the previous record by like 37 feet, 252 feet in uh, South Korea. And when they did it, these guys who worked for Boeing, they to do the whole thing with origami and all this kind of stuff with the paper and all that. They had Guinness people observing how they put it together right in front of them to make sure it was done right, uh, full scale. So they got inspiration from various hypersonic aircrafts, which, of course, are vehicles that can fly faster than five times the speed of sound. So they came up with this uh, paper airplane design called Mach 5. How would you like to be a Guinness evaluator? Do
2: kids still do paper airplanes and you know paper football and things like that? Use their imagination? Yeah, you, they should.
1: So much is taken away from the imagination today. So uh, there you go. You have a new world record holder for your paper airplane people to chase out there. Second hour of Light the Tower coming up on the Horn.